Hello, everybody, and welcome. You are listening to the Power Hour here at CJLO 1690 AM in Montreal. My name is William Power. I'm with Dominic Demeester. We have week 13 in the books. We're heading into week 14 already this week. Crazy playoffs are really right around the corner. A lot of good games this weekend. We have injury concerns. We have shifts in playoff standings. A lot to get to. Dominic, super bumped for the show. Oh, yes, baby. The NFL rounding up this week, entering the playoffs soon. I am pumped, William. This has been truly the beginning of the, the stretch, the final stretch to make the playoffs. And I do believe teams have solidified their position slowly but surely. We still have a couple wild cards left. Let's get started. Let's get on our recap for week 13. All right, Dominic, let's jump into it. You said it. A lot of games to recap. How about you start us off with the first uh, first game to uh, talk about? Let's go right into the drama. The Baltimore Ravens against the Denver Broncos. Lamar Jackson injured in this game. It's going to be week to week, but the Ravens still take it. Find a way to win 10 to 9. William couldn't have scripted any more obvious Tyler Huntley, in my opinion, the most underrated and probably, I will say, the best backup quarterback in the NFL. Wow. Comes in, delivers 27 for 32, 187. I honestly think that the Baltimore Ravens are going to be fine. I think the Ravens themselves have always been a team full of adversity, but are very well coached. Give it to the Baltimore Ravens, the final way to survive. I think Baltimore will be fine. As a matter of fact, they will be getting back J.K. Dobbins right at the right time next week. He will be the bell cow moving forward for Baltimore. Great game. Gutsy victory. Tyler Huntley takes it for the Baltimore Ravens 10-9. to yeah, uh, this was definitely a gutsy win and performance by those Baltimore Ravens. Um, Huntley coming in, doing really well. You know, not really uh, a ton of yards there, but doing what he needed to do. That defense was playing a good game for the Baltimore Ravens. So kind of riding that defense, an incredibly good completion percentage there. Like you said, 27 of 32. Uh, also rushing for 41 yards in the game and having a rushing TD. Um, big win by those Ravens. You know, they really needed it with especially... The way the Cincinnati Bengals are playing right now, and we'll jump into that game with Cincy beating Kansas City. But, um, you know, this was kind of one of those ugly victories for the Ravens. And even if Lamar Jackson, you know, stayed in the game and, and you know, finished the game, it, things did not look good for the Baltimore Ravens offense in this one. Um, and I think that they're lucky that they're 8-4 and four right now, and they, they got off to a good start. Um because I don't, uh, I think this is where I disagree with you, Dominic. I think if if they were fighting for their playoff lives, let's say they were seven and five or six and six, uh, I can't really see this team making the playoffs. Even if Lamar comes back healthy, I think that for some reason the offense just seems to be predictable, um, and I find it tough to trust Lamar. Um, when they need to go down and score touchdowns, no matter how he's going to do it, whether he's passing the football, uh, whether he's uh, running the football, handing off the ball to one of his backs. This game was just not pretty. And and with the way the Denver Broncos have played this year and Baltimore wants to be considered a Super Bowl contender, I think they really need to blow out the Broncos. Don't get me wrong. A win is a win, and wins are, are tough to come by in the NFL. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Huntley now, quite a bit of pressure on his shoulders. Um, it looks like Lamar will probably miss next week um, from uh, from the early, uh, early reports. But, uh, you know, we'll wait and see what happens there. Uh, but, yeah, you know, gutsy win like you talked about, Dom from those Ravens I'm not totally convinced with this team Dominic even if Lamar Jackson does come back uh sooner rather than later yeah well I guess we disagree I truly truly believe <laughs> sitting at eight and four the Baltimore Ravens are very well positioned to even lose a couple of games if they had to down the stretch and still make the playoffs this is actually a blessing in disguise for Lamar Jackson an injury like this obviously keeps him off the football field and gives him time to rest. Tyler Huntley will stay the starter in Baltimore as long as he keeps on winning football games. And I think that we will see in the early outings, Tyler Huntley succeed. Might lose a few games down the stretch, but will provide Lamar Jackson that extra time to heal just enough for the playoff push. 
All right, Dominic, good stuff there. I like it. Next up, let's jump into uh, our tie for the weekend. Washington Commanders, New York Giants, finishing a 20-20 to tie. This was, a, this was a fun game. I actually really enjoyed this game. I watched uh, most of the fourth quarter and the overtime in this one. In overtime, there was a lot of punts and stuff. And yeah, okay, that wasn't really exciting. It would have been cool to get a winner. I really, really dislike ties. Um but I thought this game was fun. I thought it was. It went back and forth. The Giants uh, in this game were uh, were down early on. Actually, they were down uh, ten to zip with um, Washington scoring the first ten points in the fourth quarter. First quarter, uh, Giants come back, rally. They end up taking a seven point lead um, in the fourth quarter. Then uh, John Dotson getting a, a twenty eight yard touchdown. Uh, nice play from Taylor Heineke there up the middle that he took uh, for a touchdown. Uh, did Dotson tying the game up twenty twenty? Um, a lot of punts, like I said, in overtime in this one. Look, of course you want to win games, and there's two ways you can look at it. You look at it, look. They didn't lose, you know. None of these teams lost, um, and uh, and that you know keeps them in the thick of things for the playoff race. Uh, but I think that you got to also like, none of them win. Like both these teams really could have used the victory. Uh, right now, the Giants are seven four and one, so they have the second wild card spot, and the Commanders are seven five and one. Um, and just just on the outside looking in right now, just behind those Seattle Seahawks who are seven and five, uh, obviously did not play the same amount of games there. But I thought this was good. This was a typical NFC East divisional rival, close games, two evenly matched teams. I think you saw some plays in this game where you're kind of scratching your head saying what's going on, but also some really nice plays as well made by both quarterbacks. Terry McLaurin, uh, you know, doing what he does best, receiving for over 100 yards in this one. I thought this was an exciting game, and uh, I have to say, like, look, ties are, are rare, but if there was one game that was going to be a tie this weekend, I thought this was a perfect game to uh, to be a tie. And credit both teams, because both teams were down at some point in this game. Uh, they come back and, and they force a tie, but uh, I, I actually really enjoyed watching uh watching this game this was a great football game and this was probably one of the best ties i've come across this is basically playoff football what you're seeing right now is a battle for the wild card position the game ends up in a tie what can we get we can get an extra game after the bye week because these two teams are going to face each other again, which is crazy. The winner of the series, which clearly, as long as it's not another tie, will make the playoffs. Beautiful, beautiful football, defense, offense, and it's going to come down to the quarterback, Heineke Jones. Right now, everyone's a, on the Heineke bandwagon, and, and then yeah. I would think that, like, hey, Kudos to Heineke. But you know what? Daniel Jones has had no love. And I think Dable has done a fantastic job. Look at the guy. He ran for 71 yards. Daniel Jones making him a runner. This is what the NFL currently is all about, which is using your quarterback. And they're using Daniel Jones as a running quarterback, a la, obviously, Josh Allen. So crazy things are going to happen. I'm actually pulling for the Giants. I think they do it. And I think that's the team you will see in the playoffs when it's all said and done. That would be cool, Dominic. I think there's a, a few teams where when they win games, the league is better. And I think the Giants are one of those teams. I think the Giants are, are kind of an easy team to root for. Um, and the yeah, kind of the underdog story of this year, Saquon Barkley having a great bounce back year. That'd be cool to have any of these teams or both of them in the playoffs. Um, so, uh, yeah, it would be cool. I have to say I'm agreeing with you there, Dominic. And I'm kind of pulling for the Giants as well. Um, let's continue with the recaps. Let's continue with the recaps. Let's go to, let's talk about the Green Bay Packers against yeah. the Chicago Bears. Not a huge, huge game up in Chicago, but for me, I was watching this football game because I thought that the Bears could have taken this game away. Uh, I love what I see with Justin Fields. I think this guy's coming into his own. I know he lost this football game, but at the end of the day, the Bears are who they are, which is a, not a great football team. But Justin Fields, on the other hand, is developing as being this dynamic quarterback, which give him some more weapons. I just, I'm curious to see what this guy can do in the NFL. His speed is just amazing. As for Aaron Rodgers, comes in, I'm surprised that he played this game. Let's all be honest. He's obviously banged up and bruised, but the running game up in Green Bay is just really, really strong. And can the Packers make a huge playoff push? Probably not. They are way, way behind the eight ball. But uh, Aaron Rodgers comes in there, gets a nice victory, 18 for 31, 182 yards, one TD. Kudos for him to actually 
playing in this game, but I mean, maybe he should have took the day off. Yeah. Um, I'm with you on this, Dominic. The Bears let this one slip. They, they, I don't want to say this ha- they had this game because uh, obviously uh, no lead is safe in the NFL. But just the way the game was going uh, and uh, and the comfortable lead they had, Justin Fields was having a good game. Game was in Chicago. I really thought the Bears were gonna were gonna come away and uh, and uh, pull away with the victory in this one. They were up ten zip in this one. Uh, they were up seventeen. Sorry, they were up sixteen to three um, at uh, at one point in the second quarter. And Watson getting another touchdown. What's new? The rookie and uh, and Aaron Rodgers. This connection is uh, is really starting to uh, to heat up over the last few uh, few weeks. But yeah, the Bears, Dominic. Um, like I said, we're up sixty to three in this game and. Credit the Packers. They they stayed focused. Uh, they outscored Chicago 18 to zip in the second half of this game. Um, and really, anytime the Packers needed a big play, needed a few yards, it was Dylan. Uh, 18 carries, 93 yards uh, with a TD rushing for 5.2 yards per carry. Um, and he was doing what he does best. And he was just bulldozing guys over. Uh, not the sexiest type of run, Dominic, but still moving the chains, getting the yards that they need. And, uh, you know, I thought that was, uh, that was one of the differences in this game. Because yeah, Aaron didn't have necessarily a great game, eighteen of thirty-one, one hundred and eighty-two yards. But uh, you know, the, the the passing game was there when it needed to be for the most part for Green Bay uh, in clutch situations. The running game was there. Their defense stepped up. This was a, a, a team win by those Green Bay Packers. Um, and I think Dominic, like you said, it may be too little, too late for this squad. But still, uh, you know, always want to uh, win in a divisional game, especially when it comes to a rivalry like this one. Absolutely. Going forward, I don't know how many more years we talked about it last week. Aaron Rodgers has left in a Green Bay Packers uniform. This could be his swan song, and we're watching it unfold. Green Bay, they didn't have a great football game, but they found a way to win at the end of the day. Hey, at the end of the day, that's all that counts, Dominic. Let's talk about another divisional matchup uh, between two AFC West teams, the Los Angeles Chargers and the Las Vegas Raiders. This was another good one here. And, oh, man, to me, Dominic, this is like one of those things with the Chargers. I I like this team. They were my Super Bowl uh, representative of the AFC early on in the season. That does not look like a a very good pick right now. But you got to be able to win games like this if you're the Chargers. And I know I've been tough on them this year. I've been tough on the team as a whole, on Justin Herbert. Um, And, look, I get it. They were playing a Raiders team that I talked about last week that has had momentum um, and that has looked good over the – the last few uh, weeks, but yeah, the Chargers, Dominic, you got to find a way to come up and and, and win this game if you want to be taken seriously. But hats off to the Raiders, Dominic, and in that big three and Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs. You look at the stats in this game, and it's it's no surprise, right? Josh Jacobs, twenty six carries, a buck forty four, and a touchdown. Devontae Adams, eight catches, one hundred and seventy seven yards, two TDs. Uh, he had. of Derek Carr's completions in this game. He had well over 50% of the receiving yards. He had both uh, receiving touchdowns um, in this game that came from Derek Carr. Derek Carr passing for two TDs in this game, both of them going to Devontae Adams. It was really a lot of what the Las Vegas Raiders have done this year. They did it. They did it well. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And, you know, this Chargers team, while they're not the team I thought they would be, they're still a good football team. Credit the Raiders, Dominic, right now. They're sitting at 5-7, and seven, two games out of a playoff spot. Uh, this was a big win for them. And uh, not only that, but it was an exciting game. And uh, people got to start finding a way to cover Devontae Adams when uh, when Carr throws deep. Because as soon as he chucks that ball deep, you know it's going to Adams. And right now, it just seems uh, like it's a walk in the park for for Adams and uh, and uh, and um, Derek Carr on that connection, Dom. Yeah, the Las Vegas Raiders are feeling good. You know, throwing in the flea flicker. Devontae yep. Adams, love it. That play is deadly, and they've been hitting on it back-to-back weeks. So kudos to those Las Vegas Raiders. I think coaching, Josh McDaniel is coaching for his job, and he's doing a fantastic job. The big element that was the X factor in this football game was Corey Lindsay, offensive center for Obviously, the Chargers and him not playing in this football game just did not provide Justin Herbert the time that he needed to connect. Uh, Kudos to Herbert for staying in there under the pressure that he had from all that Raiders defense. They were hitting and hitting hard. The two guys I have to point out for that Raiders defense, which are Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones, best football game that I've seen him have in a long time. 
But is it too little too late for the Raiders? I honestly think that it is. Uh, the Raiders, at the end of the day, this might have been their actually their Super Bowl. I don't know if the Raiders will get over their hump. They're too far behind. And this game, of course, it feels good. It looks nice. Flea flickers and all. But where was all this early in the season? You're yeah. too far behind. <laughs> They're just too far behind. I think the Chargers, you know, at six and six, if they can stay healthy on the offensive line, they can have a playoff push. I really think that this team, Herbert, is a fantastic quarterback. He's going to get eventually Mike Williams back. That's a great right receiver to help him out. This team is a good football team. They just need to be healthy. And if they're healthy, they will make the playoffs. I like it, Dominic. Good stuff. Bold take. Uh, Dominic already recapped a few. Uh, there's a lot of games we still haven't recapped. Some close games, some great matchups. Let's uh, continue on with that. Yeah, let's go Monday Night Magic. Yeah. Tom Brady takes it for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers away from the New Orleans Saints. Wow. Did they deserve this football game, William? I'm going to say no, but you know what? People are just afraid of Tom Brady. And why would you not be? It's the guy. It's the GOAT. It's the, the guy that's just still playing football at the age 45 and seeing what we're seeing. We're just, we're really blessed to see what we see as football fans because that was pure magic. Tom Brady going 36 for 54, 281 yards and two TDs. I think I, I think he did those stats basically in that fourth quarter because yeah. <laughs> there was absolutely nothing happening there before that. So kudos to Tom Brady. And for the New Orleans Saints, that was basically their last playoff hope. I think that at 4-9, they're done. Had they won that football game, guaranteed that could have galvanized that locker room. But what a huge dagger. Tom Brady... I will not doubt you. I shouldn't have turned off the TV because I was just like, this game's done. <laughs> and uh, wow, I missed something special last night. But wow, those highlights, that's what we got those highlights for. There you go. Uh, beautiful victory. Hats off to Tom Brady. Big win for Tampa Bay. Oh, man. Yeah, they were down 16 to three uh, with just over five minutes in this game. And, uh, yeah, I know it looked like it was going to be a New Orleans Saints victory there in Tampa Bay. What's happening with the Tampa Bay offense? Why can't they do anything? Why can't they produce? Blah, blah, blah. They come back. They win this game. And I think that once it was 16 to 10 and Tampa Bay was driving, I got the sense like, yeah, Tampa Bay is going to win this game. Like, the Bucks and Brady are going to find a way to punch it in. Um, and of all people, White getting in for the game-winning touchdown and the extra point, obviously, to give them the victory. Um, big catches made. Uh, you know, some nice throws. Scotty Miller getting a nice catch over the middle. Julio Jones, a really nice catch. Ball was a bit behind him. He jumped up in the air, kind of uh, adjusted, contorted his body. I think that's what you need for uh, Julio Jones. Look, he's not going to put up a bunch of numbers, and I think that – uh, the Bucks will ultimately win this division. So uh, for them to have a deep playoff push, he's going to have to make timely and clutch catches. Will Julio Jones, because he's going to get the one-on-one -on -one coverage, you know, with guys like Godwin and Mike Evans getting the majority of the tension. So uh, when his number was called, he made a good catch yesterday. And uh, yeah, that last drive for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense, it looked like it was, you know, like a, a kind of like a well-oiled machine. Like, okay, where was this throughout the whole season? Where was this throughout the whole game um, last night? But I think, look, it's uh, pressure was on. Tampa knew the need to score and uh, that used that adrenaline towards their advantage. Big win by them. Look, I know Tampa Bay, even if they lost this game, would, would still be at top of the division because of how bad that division has been this year. But uh, I still think a, a big win for them and, and to show themselves that, look, while we haven't had a great year, we could still win. We could win ugly. I think that Tampa Bay has to obviously fix quite a few things in order for them um, to be taken as a Super Bowl contender. I know with Brady, you kind of always are. Um, but, you know, right now they'd be playing either a team like Dallas in the first round. And you, even if that game's in Tampa Bay, I'm, I'd pick the Cowboys. Um, just because we haven't seen consistency out of these Bucks throughout the season. But, you know, we talked about it with a few of my friends. I'm like, all it takes is four, vic four victories, right? Like you're, you get hot at the right time. Uh, you throw out everything that happened in the regular season. You just got to go out there and win four football games. So come playoff time, Dom, we've seen it's a completely new ball game. Just like those Giants, right? The year they beat the Patriots when they were undefeated. The Giants just squeezed in. Uh, they were 500. They won every single one of their playoff victories was a road game. Um, and it's just about getting hot at the right time. And it looks like for Tampa Bay, they'll be able to have that luxury because they should be able to win the division. 
Oh, Tampa Bay is going to win this division. I think that this game basically sealed the deal because if this team would have gone backwards, I think everybody behind them would have had that like faith. Like we could still do this guys, but I mean, look at the saints losing this game for nine Atlanta would need to go on a massive run and Tampa yeah. Bay would have to lose down the stretch. I will say this Tampa Bay's offensive line is in serious, serious problem. Like they're, the problems up in Tampa Bay's offensive line, I don't even know if they're, if they're solvable. There's not enough free agents out there to save that. And I think that, <laughs> unfortunately, they're going to have to ride with whatever they got. Luckily for them, they have the GOAT. So he's the guy who has to figure it all out. But this is why you're seeing a team only able to put 17 points on the board because the offensive coordinators know they can only have X amount of time with the football and they have to have quick, short plays. But when it's yeah. so predictable, quick, uh, exactly. It's just, you're done. You're just done. And I think that the Saints deserve to win this football game. Unfortunately for them, they, they lose to Brady's magic. And uh, hey, Brady, now you're going against San Francisco. Believe it or not, that could be a playoff preview. This game wow. could actually be a first-round matchup in the playoffs. So mark this game. Whatever happens, we might see it again come playoff time. Uh, yeah, that would wow, that'd be a heck of a playoff matchup. And yeah, uh, you talked about the offensive line, Tristan Worfs not having him is obviously a big deal. They uh, they drafted him high, invested, uh, you know, invested a high draft pick in him. Yeah, I'm with you. That offense just seems to be predictable. Lucky to escape with the victory here, uh, but they're gonna have to, uh, you know, speed things up if they want to be uh, a Super Bowl contender like we know they can be. Um, let's jump to a great game. The Cincinnati Bengals, Dominic, don't look now, but they are peaking and they are peaking at the right time. Joe Burrow, 3-0 in his career against Patrick Mahomes. They win this game 27-24. to The Bengals were up. It was funny. I had two buddies coming in that uh, were watching the game with, and it was 14-3 Cincy at one point in this game. And I said, boys, who do you have winning this game? And we all said Kansas City, uh, even at that point in the game. And I think you know why, because Kansas City obviously has that explosive offense. They are never out of a game. They came back and took the lead 24 to 17 um, in this game in the fourth quarter. And credit the Bengals, who, you know, had a lead blew the lead and we're still able to stay focused to stay calm and realize the importance of this game uh, and then coming up with the the 27 to 24 victory uh, outscoring the um the Kansas City Chiefs 10 zip in the fourth quarter I this was for me the, the game of the week before um the the uh the games actually happened and like for me, the big takeaways here is I'm not like I'm not worried about KC. I uh, like Kansas City. I think you, you can still say they're the favorites in the AFC. But for me, the big storyline, Dominic, is the Cincinnati Bengals, um, like getting hot and getting hot at the right time. You can you can't really ask for a better last. Uh, I guess I could say a few weeks for this team. Joe Burrow, 25 of 31, 286 yards. Two TDs, uh, Jamar Chase, seven catches, 97 yards uh, in this one. T. Higgins having only 35 yards, but big, big catches throughout the course of this game. Um, and uh, look, still again here, no Joe Mixon for this Bengals team, but uh, still able to, to come away victorious. P. Ryan, he's been a good story for them this year. 106 uh, rushing yards in this one. Big game, huge, huge victory. If I'm a Bengals fan right now, Dominic, I'm super pumped and, and proud of my squad. And uh, I think that... This is one of the more dangerous teams in the NFL right now are the Bengals. Yeah, the Bengals. Samjay. Wow, Samjay comes in 106 yards. This kid making a name for himself. I honestly think that he is the unsung hero of this game. Playoff game all around 27-24. Cincinnati currently has Kansas City's number. And when yeah. that starts to happen, if the Kansas City Chiefs could avoid those Bengals during the playoff run, they better because this could be again a repeat if they were to meet in the playoffs again. I think Cincinnati are peaking at the right time, but the thing is, Cincinnati has a tough schedule down the stretch. I'm gonna ask you, I'm gonna put you on the spot right now. The yeah. Cincinnati Bengals, if we look at their schedule, how many victories do you see between they're going to Cleveland? They yeah. hate Cleveland. Do they yeah. finally take that monkey off their back? Then they got the Bucks. They got the Patriots, they got the Bills, and the Ravens. How many victories do you see out of all those matchups down the stretch? 
That's a good question. They got five games left. They have a tough last two games uh, at Buff uh, home against Buffalo Monday Night Football. That'll be a good one. I'm gonna say four. I see them going four and one. You see them going four and one. Yeah, I this is see the one them. I'm gonna shock you with. They're gonna yeah. go one and four down the stretch. Wow, one and four down the stretch. I don't know how it's gonna happen, but I think it's gonna happen. One and four down the stretch. You pick who you think <laughs> that sole victory is against. I'm wow. eyeing those Patriots. But other than that, Cleveland's got the numbers. Tampa Bay, for whatever reason, in Tampa Bay, might play very strong against them. Then the Bills. The Bills right before the playoffs. And then the Ravens at the very, very end. If they were to shock me, they could win the, the game against the Ravens. But I'm taking the Ravens on that last game. So you watch. Wow. One and four down the stretch. Huge bold prediction. But Oof. I will have to say that it's going to be tough for the Cincinnati Bengals down the stretch. Yeah, definitely. Very bold, Dominic. Uh, complete opposite to predictions from you and I. Right now, I, I just say 4-1, and one, Dominic, because this team has won four straight games, uh, have the Cincinnati Bengals. Their last two weeks, they have impressive victories against good football teams, right, at the Tennessee Titans um, and, you know, beating, uh, you know, wh who I thought was the best team in football this past weekend, the Kansas City Chiefs. So, yeah, you know, I think... Uh, Obviously, with the way the NFL season has has went, uh, you can see it going in, in many different ways. But, uh, yeah, for me, the, the Cincinnati team is just uh, is hitting stride exactly when you need to. And, uh, you know, we saw their, their deep run in the playoffs last year. I wouldn't be surprised if we see another one. Um, and, yeah, right now sitting at 8-4, and four, I'd be very surprised if they don't win that division, especially with Lamar Jackson potentially out, even if Lamar comes back. Um, I picked Cincy to win the division preseason, and I'm going to stick with that. Uh, we still have a little more time, Dominic. Let's continue some recaps. Let's do some recaps. Let's go and talk about the Philadelphia Eagles taking care of business against a strong team in the Tennessee Titans. Well, folks, if you don't believe in the Philadelphia Eagles now, I don't think you'll ever believe in them, but <laughs> they've made me a believer. I absolutely love the eagles offensive line this weapon is just amazing to watch providing all the time needed for jalen hurts to produce and jalen hurts throwing darts to phenomenal receivers up in philadelphia in aj brown and Devontae smith he's feeling it hurts he's doing what he needs to do which is win football games sitting at 11 and 1 Really beating a Tennessee Titans team that is sound, but putting them behind the eight ball right off the bat. I'm going to ask you one question, William. Do you think that the Philadelphia Eagles actually have faced adversity at all during the season? To me, they have not. This game, however, against the Titans, this was a good football team. And I think that this should provide the Philadelphia Eagles a lot of confidence. Are you a believer in the Philadelphia Eagles after this football game, or were you ever always a Philadelphia Eagles believer. It's a great question, Dominic. I would say no. I was I was not always a, an Eagles believer, and I wasn't a, specifically a Jalen Hurts believer. But I think, like you said, Dominic, if you're not a believer, uh, you don't think they're for real now. You know, you don't think they ever will. And I think right now they have shown um, that they are for real. And I think that you know, if some people say like, look, I, they don't see them winning the Super Bowl, they don't see them you know, making to the Super Bowl, I, I could potentially agree with that. But you know, right now, if I'm making my pick for the Super Bowl in the NFC. It, it's tough to pick against those Eagles, Dominic. They're 11-1. and one. They only play who's on their schedule. So, you know, you can see they had an easy schedule, but they've been dominant. And this Tennessee football team, Dominic, is a, is a pretty good football uh, squad as well. And then winning 35-10. to 10. A.J. Brown taking this game personally. Uh, you know, there it, it's tough to find an area where this Eagles team is not sound. So yeah, I like I, I think they're for real. And look, if you ask me right now, do I think they'll win the Super Bowl? I, I don't think so. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised to see them make it to the Super Bowl. I just really think it's a it's a, an AFC East uh, sorry AFC team uh, this year that's going to come out victorious just with the way that the things have, have panned out and how good that uh, that conference is. But you know, say what you want about the Eagles and their schedule, Dominic, but they're looking very good. And yes, the Philadelphia Eagles are definitely for real. Yeah, I honestly think that this offensive line is what's going to take Philadelphia very far, probably to the NFC Championship. I see them getting the bye. I see them winning at least their first game. It'd be a big shocker if they lost their first game. They would have to face a team that is on fire. But uh, no, I'm, I got them going to the NFC Championship after what I've seen today. 
I think that's a good take. I think it's a good take there. I think it's, it's hard to argue that. Um, I definitely see them winning. I don't see them being one and done. I see them getting the bye. I see them getting at least a victory. Um, and uh, and yeah, like if you had to ask me, do I think they would or would not make the NFC Championship game? I would say yes. I think right now, if I had to pick a team from that uh, conference to make it to the Super Bowl, I think I would have to pick the Eagles. They've shown the most consistency uh, this year for any team in the NFC. Um, a lot can change until then. But yeah, it was. I love the emotion AJ Brown played within this game uh over 100 receiving yards and Devonte smith as well over 100 receiving yards uh didn't run the ball uh incredibly well in this game but you know they didn't really have to when you got receivers uh making plays like uh like the philadelphia eagles did in this game so credit to them um and good stuff in that one let's go to the san francisco 49ers uh, beating my Miami Dolphins 33-17. to 17. Obviously, huge, huge storyline here. Jimmy Garoppolo cannot catch a break. Uh, broken foot out for the year. And this is tough, especially with Trey Lance being out for the year. Look, obviously when injuries happen, there, it's, it's very hard to find a silver lining. But I think that if Trey Lance was you know, healthy and he was going to be getting this, the starts after this. Let's say if Jimmy G took over with Trey Lance was struggling because obviously Lance went down with an injury. It would have been cool to say, okay, look, let's see what we have in Trey Lance. But now even Trey Lance is injured and it's going to be Mr. Irrelevant. Brock Purdy, crazy story here. Um, and, uh, you know, I believe he was, the, he was the first quarterback to throw uh, a TD pass being Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, the very, very last pick in the draft. And uh, he showed in this game, he is very far from irrelevant. Having a really good game, and I was talking with someone, obviously I watched this whole game. Look, don't, I'm not going to say he's as good as Jimmy G. Obviously, he hasn't played a full game, but I don't think I would have saw Jimmy G doing much better job than Purdy did in this game. You know, Jimmy G is a winner for sure. He's not going to go out there and throw for 350 yards and four touchdowns and, you know, thread the needle throughout the course of a game. And I think Purdy did, like, he did his inner, inner Jimmy Garoppolo. He, there was some tight throws in this game. He made them. He looked incredibly calm throughout the course of this game. And uh, they beat a very good football team in the Miami Dolphins. Give credit to that 49ers defense. Uh, you know, they made two a miss on a few throws. It wasn't one of Tua's best games. Uh, unfortunately, the Dolphins had a few drops. And uh, Tua was just... a inches away uh, from a few big plays and, and hitting his receivers. But no, he didn't look good. He was a pass behind Tyreek Hill that was tipped up that ended up getting being, being picked. Um, I think the 49ers are showing why they're the best defense in football. A huge win by the 49ers, showing they could win no matter who's taking snaps under center for them. I think Miami will be okay. They have a big game against the Chargers this upcoming weekend, so I'm not too, too worried. Um, but San Fran Dominic, it's going to be the pretty show. Yeah, well, hey, we've seen crazier things in the NFL. Luckily for San Francisco, Christian McCaffrey, hello, you have now become the entire offense. And hey, this guy is just a legit star. So much confidence, so dependable. Can he stay healthy down the stretch? That will be the million-dollar question if they lose him. Game over in San Francisco. But for now, Christian McCaffrey can lead this football team to many victories down the stretch. Brock Purdy about to face a guy who obviously started as an underrated quarterback himself in Tom Brady next week. San Francisco, Tampa Bay will be great. And this team, like I said, could very well face Tampa Bay in the first week of the playoffs. We'll have to see what happens next week for Brock Purdy. But so far, take that victory against the Dolphins. Take the confidence. And let's see what you could do against Tampa Bay's very good defense. Man, that'll be a fun and exciting game to watch. Uh, can't wait for that one. Uh, yeah, you know, good stuff, San Fran. It's crazy because, like, it called me nuts, but, like, I I wouldn't say I ever was really a huge 49ers believer. And, like, you, you look at this team, and I, I was watching uh, First Take the other day, and I think Stephen A. Smith said it best. This was when, when Jimmy Garoppolo was playing. It's Ken... You know, like if the 49ers don't win the Super Bowl, is it on Jimmy G? And and or like at this situation, like it wouldn't be Jimmy G be pretty, but I have to say, like, it, it would have to be on the quarterback. Like, they have an incredible defense. In my opinion, they have the best defense in football. They have one of the, if not the best running backs in football. They have an incredible tight end in George Kittle, who I think is uh the second best tight end in the NFL right now. They have great receivers, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, you know, other guys that are they're coming out of uh, the woodworks for them. Uh, they have a good running game. Uh, even one McCaffrey is not. And so 
Like you look at this 49ers team, and I think that's why I've been a little bit hard on them because I really think it's a quarterback league. And I know Jimmy G wins games, but I don't necessarily trust him to put a team on his back when the defense is struggling, when the run game isn't working. Now it's going to be up to Purdy, like we talked about. And, you know, like this, I think this shows how, um, I guess you can say interesting this 49ers team is because they don't have an incredible quarterback. And obviously now with Purdy, we don't know what we have in him, but they still find ways to win games, Dominic. And it's impressive. And uh, like, I'll be the first to admit I haven't maybe given them the credit that they deserve. And uh, I could, you know, see this team going on a run, but it's going to be super fascinating now to see what happens there. And the 49ers win. And at the end of the day, that's all that counts. doesn't matter how you win games. The 49ers, Dominic, win football games. They do. Shanahan's a good coach. He's been consistent. The thing is, he sometimes gets in his own head. And that will be the only Achilles heel, other than clearly missing your starting quarterback, going down the stretch for the 49ers. Is Ken Cal Shanahan coach his way to a Super Bowl. I think he can. I think he might, but he won't do it with Brock Purdy. So you better get yourself a veteran backup quarterback, a guy who could come in and win you the Super Bowl. One name comes to mind. You will laugh at me, but go and call Ryan Fitzpatrick. The guy wow. is a desperate quarterback, always wanted to have a chance to win the big one. I think that that guy would be a perfect fit. He was just on the football field not too long ago. The other guy would be Drew Brees, but I don't see Drew Brees. I think he's hung him up for good. But a guy like Fitzpatrick never won a Super Bowl. I'd give him a phone call. Hey, you never know. When I heard Baker Mayfield was just released the other day, so we're going to be interesting to see what the 49ers decide to do. They did sign Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson, excuse me, uh, to the squad. So a lot of interesting stuff going to happen in San Fran. Wait and see what happens there. Obviously, week 13 in the books. Week 14 happening, well, today, as uh, as our show airs Thursday. Uh, good game between, well, who knows if it'll be a good game or not, but the Raiders and the Rams. You told me that preseason, I would have said, yeah, that should have been a good game. Now, mm, not sure. Wait and see what happens in that one. Uh, a few things to uh, recap from this past weekend, uh, Bills getting a nice victory over the Patriots. Uh, the Lions looking pretty good against the Jags. Deshaun Watson, Dominic, we didn't talk about that, making his return against the Houston Texans. Uh, curious to get your thoughts on uh, on that whole situation and how he played in that game. It didn't play well. Obviously, it was lucky that the, the Browns defense really came to play. Their defense and special teams got them three touchdowns in this game. Pretty remarkable. But yeah, Deshaun Watson, Dominic, making his return. Making his returns, always hard, nervous, I'm sure. Uh, his thoughts obviously show that he didn't have a great football game, but give him, uh, obviously, an opportunity to get acclimated back in the NFL. I'm sure we're going to see some good things with Deshaun Watson moving forward. All righty. Uh, your Steelers, good victory over the Falcons, 19-16 to as well. Minnesota escaping by over the Jets. Uh, and then we had that uh, victory by the Seahawks over the Rams. Big win by Seattle. Uh, struggled. Well, it was struggled. It was a back-and-forth game. Uh, big win for them. Uh, divisional matchup as they keep their playoff hopes alive. Let's jump into the games that are happening this week, Dominic. Week 14 already tonight. We got the Las Vegas Raiders at the LA Rams. Raiders favored by six. Well, the Raiders are on a roll right now. And the Rams, unfortunately, especially that offensive line, is about to get eaten up by that Raiders defense. They are pumped. They will take this football game convincingly 35 to 14. I'm with you. I think it'll be more of a one-sided game. The Raiders are playing for the playoff lives. Rams kind of in a hole, thinking about shutting down key players for the season. Uh, they've really had the the worst uh, Super Bowl hangover from a team, I, I would argue, ever. Um, and, uh, you know, surprising. I wasn't sure the Rams would repeat as Super Bowl champions. I, did, I definitely did expect a lot more. I'm with you. Give me the Raiders in this one uh, to win and to cover. I'm going to go uh, a final score of, uh, of 30 to uh, 14 in this one. 
one for the Raiders. Next up, Houston Texans, Dallas Cowboys, uh, Battle of Texas there. we got the Cowboys favored by 17 in this one. Sunday, 1 o'clock game. I'm going to go with the Cowboys in this one. I think that spread is a little high. Uh, I think the Houston Texans actually keep it close, surprisingly, because uh, I don't think that Dallas will need to do anything crazy. They'll run the ball um, and, uh, you know, chew the clock. They'll control this game from start to finish. I'm going to go final score uh, 34-22 in this one for the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, Dallas is rolling, and if they just destroyed Indy the way they did, imagine what they're going to do to Houston. I think Dallas destroys Houston. I'm going to go 50-10. to 10. Wow, an absolute shellacking. All right there, Cowboys fans, hope you're listening. Next up, we got the Cleveland Browns at the Cincinnati Bengals. Ooh, this should be a good one. Deshaun Watson's second game back, Cincy on a roll. Give me Cincy in this one, Dominic. I'm on the Cincy bandwagon. I think they win this game. I think they cover. Um, and I think that Joe Burrow, is, like I said, Dominic, really playing some of his best football right now. I'm going to go final score 27-16 in this one for the Cincinnati Bengals. When your team's got your number, and for whatever reason, the Browns has the Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals number. It's hard to win back-to-back uh, in one year, but Cleveland just does it. They take this football wow. game in overtime. Deshaun Watson reminds everybody how good he is. He's feeling a lot better. Cleveland takes it 26-20. to 20. Wow, upset. Good stuff there, Dominic. Bold, bold, bold. I like it. Next up, another divisional matchup, New York Jets at the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo favored by nine, Dominic. Ooh, that spread is hard to predict because nine tells me that Buffalo should destroy the Jets. But Shaw's Gardner, he is just so, so amazing. And he did so well against Diggs the other time. I think that, like, I have to go soft again but not for a victory. The Buffalo Bills will win this football game in overtime in grandiose fashion with a Josh Allen run all the way to the (laughs) house. The Buffalo Bills take this football game 35 to 29. I'm with you in a close one as well, Dominic, a bit more low score. I'm going to go final score. 27-20 27-20 Buffalo. I think the Jets keep it competitive. Um, and I think, yeah, I think people are expecting a bit, bit of a blowout. Uh, just, uh, you know, because Buffalo is Buffalo and they're playing this game at home. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go Bills 27-20 in this one. And I do think it'll also come down to late in the game. Jets will have the ball, a chance to force overtime. And Mike White will throw one of his two interceptions on the night. So give me the Bills uh, to win again this week. Uh, and beat the New York Jets. Next up, Philadelphia Eagles, New York Giants. Eagles favored by seven. Look, there's always an upset every week, Dominic. You're good at calling upsets. I'm calling an upset here. Give me the New York Giants to win this game. This game means a lot to them. It means a lot to Philadelphia as well, playing for that number one seed, but the Giants are battling for their playoff lives, just squeezing away a tie last week against the Washington Commanders. Give me the Giants. At home, MetLife Stadium in this one. I'm going to go final score 27 to 22. That Giants defense comes up, comes up clutch, was is able to sack Jalen Hurts. I'm going to go two times in this one. And the Giants come away uh, with the victory and the upset uh, over their division rival Philadelphia Eagles. I like that call. I really do. I think this is going to be one in the trenches. And the Giants do have a decent defensive line. So... Whoever wins that battle, which I'm telling you, that Eagles offensive line is just crazy. I'm going to go with the Eagles in this game, and I'm going to go by seven. They will win this game 27 to 20. All right, next up, we got the Minnesota Vikings at the Detroit Lions. Lions favored by one. I don't know why the Lions are favored in this game. They looked good last week. I think that we know it's rare that this Lions team puts together back-to-back-to-back impressive weeks. And I was impressed with them last week. I picked the Jags in the ups in that one. That did not come to fruition. The Lions dominated that game from start to finish. I know this game's in Detroit. I know they looked good last week. And Minnesota didn't look all that good throughout the course of the game against the Jets. But I'm surprised the Lions are favored in this game. So I'm definitely taking Minnesota to cover and to win this game. I do think it'll be a close one. I expect it to be an exciting game as well. I'm going to go a final score. 
26-23 Minnesota in this one, a close game. And uh, yeah, Minnesota continues their win streak and beats the Lions. Well, the Lions offense is really looking good, right? They were looking good yeah. early in the season. And now with Jamison Williams added to this offense, it allows DJ Chark one-on-one coverage. And on the play action, I love DJ Chark. I've always loved this guy. I don't know why he's not a star in the NFL. Here, he ended up on a team where they're already loaded at right receiver, so he can't even showcase his skill. It's unfortunate, but hey, it's for Detroit, you're, you're loaded. And I think that down the stretch, we're going to see some amazing thing with the Lions. There's a reason why they're favored by one. Give me Detroit in overtime. They take it 38 to 35. Wow, high on those lines. I like it. It'll be definitely cool to see Williams play in this game. Uh, a lot of promise for him coming out of Alabama. Next up, Jags, Titans. Titans favored by three and a half. I'm going to go Tennessee in this one. I'm going to go Tennessee big. I think Jacksonville struggles to put up points. Trevor Lawrence uh, was injured last game. Thankfully, he was able to come back in the game. I think it's going to be a heavy dose of Derrick Henry. I can see this one being maybe one of our snoozers of the week. I'm going to go 27 to 10 Titans and them dominating from start to finish. And like I said, a lot of Derrick Henry in this one. Yeah, we should be seeing that Derrick Henry. We're overdue. I think that Tennessee will win this game. It's going to be a tight game. Give me Tennessee 27 to 24. Next up, Baltimore Ravens, Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers favored by three. It looks like Huntley will be playing in this game. And honestly, Dominic, I liked your take about Huntley and uh, how good he is as a backup. And I'm going to go with Pittsburgh uh, to lose this game. So I'm going to go with the Ravens in this one. In the upset, uh, Steelers favored by three at home. Uh, Steelers looked good last week, Dominic, against the um, Atlanta Falcons. You know, don't look now, but their season may not be over either of those Pittsburgh Steelers. We talked about teams at four and seven that may squeak in. Steelers are now either five and seven and, uh, you know, beating a desperate team in the Falcons last week. They're able to win this one to go to six and seven. Uh, I think we'll be talking about them a little more, but I think it will be the Huntley show in this one. And uh, I think it'll be the Ravens coming up victorious. I'm going to say overtime in this game, 23 to 17 uh, Ravens rushing touchdown by Huntley uh, in overtime to seal the victory. Yeah, this spread to me doesn't make any sense whatsoever. What we're going to see is the spread move throughout the week. I think Ronnie Stanley and J.K. Dobbins, those two are key individuals to keep an eye on whether or not they play in this football game. I honestly think Baltimore is going to destroy Pittsburgh. Bar none. I think the spread is a typical traditional three-point spread against this football team. But I think that Baltimore takes it. Give me Baltimore 27-10 to 10 against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow. All right. Not biased. I got to respect that, Dominic. Good stuff. Next up, we got our four o'clock games. Kansas City Chiefs at the Denver Broncos. KC favored by nine, Dominic. Yeah, KC will just destroy Denver. I feel so sorry if I was Russell Wilson, because if I'm Russell Wilson, how horrible did he imagine his season be? I don't think he ever imagined it would be this horrible. I don't think it could have been any worse. It's just bar none. Like the guy must be like, Bad. what is going on in the twilight zone? <laughs> I mean, I know it was going to be bad. I picked him to be lost in the division. And I know he I did. was right, but I didn't see it to be this bad. It's just, it's sad to see. Give me Casey in an absolute blowout, 37 to 17. Wow, close stomach. I'm going 37 to 13. Uh, made this prediction just before you made yours for the similar reasons you made. Kansas City is a great team. Denver is not. And it, this game will not be close. And I think it's just as simple as that. Next up, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers favored by three and a half. Whoever would have thought a mystery relevant quarterback would be favored by three and a half points over Tom Brady when he's got weapons like Mike Evans, Julio Jones, Chris Godwin. But you know what? I understand it. And I'm going to pick San Fran in this game, not to cover, but to win. I'm going to go 23-20 in this one for those 49ers. And I think the, the pretty show continues. I mean, look, we've only seen him for, for just less than a game now. But yeah, I think that San Francisco um, is going to bring the heat on Brady. I think for the most part of the game, he'll be okay. But I don't think they'll be able to put up more than 20 in this one. And I think uh, San Fran... We'll, uh, we'll win this game. And I'm going to go, like I said, 23-20. Yeah, I'm going to call a very unpopular call here. This is going to be a tie football game. Wow. 21-21 <laughs> in overtime. 
Uh, it's going to be a defensive affair on both sides of the football. And uh, eventually a couple of touchdowns will happen, probably a late touchdown. And then in overtime, they just won't be able to uh, to solve it. They're very equally matched, I think, on defense and on offense. I just don't, I don't buy Brock Purdy against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. That defense yeah. is very good in Tampa Bay. That's why I have a tie 21 to 21. Hey, battle of two great defenses. I think you said it best, Dominic. All right, next up, Carolina Panthers at the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks favored by three and a half in this one. Uh, a little bit surprised it's not more. I'm going to go Seattle. I'm going to go Seattle by 10. Give me a final score. Let's go 28-18 in this one for the Seahawks. They're at home, uh, and uh, you know they're really battling for their playoff lives. Uh, I like what I've seen of Geno Smith throughout the course of the season. I never, ever thought I'd see that, Dominic. They've been doing a good job of passing the ball and running. He's starting to connect with Tyler Lockett and the DK Metcalf uh, playing well as well, having a beautiful touchdown last game. Uh, I believe it was on Jalen Ramsey. So I'm going to go Seattle in this game by 10. This is a tough football game, believe it or not. I think that Kenneth Walker's injury, we'll have to keep an eye on that. Yep. The Seattle running game, I know they have a lot of guys, and they could probably put anybody up there because that offensive line has been one of the nicest storylines in the NFL so far up in Seattle. Two rookies leading the way. I'm going with Seattle, but this is an overtime game as well. Wow. They will just win by three. Give me an ugly football game, 16-13 to 13 Seattle. Alrighty, next up, Sunday Night Football, Miami Dolphins at the LA Chargers, Dolphins favored by three, big, big game for both teams, Chargers playing for the playoff lives, Miami too, look, they're at eight and four, if they slip in this one, uh, nothing is guaranteed, but I'm going to go with my Dolphins in the bounce back in this one, uh, I think Tua has a better game, and I think this will be a close, I'm actually really excited for this one, I'm going to go final score, uh, 30 to 24 for the Dolphins, and uh, they bounce back and win in Los Angeles. Oh, this is the game of the week, William. Whoa. You're going to be entertained. This is high scoring. This is nonstop offense. They will be chucking it all day long. Overtime game. I'm sticking with the tradition. I love it. A lot of touchdowns. 38 to 35. The Chargers take it oh. at home against the Dolphins. Hey, I wouldn't be surprised. The Chargers, uh, you never know with that team. And uh, I think that uh, this will be a great game as well. Super excited now just by your analysis, Dom. Last but not least, Patriots, Cardinals. Uh, Patriots are favored by one. The game is in Arizona. Give me Arizona. Arizona finds a way to win this game. They need to win this game against the Patriots uh, in, in Arizona. I'm going to go final score 25-23 uh, Arizona on a last second field goal by the Cards. Cards win by two at home. Oh, this is the who cares game. Of the <laughs> week. I mean, like after the entertainment that we've seen in Sunday, people won't even be tuning into this football game. So I'm going to go and say DeAndre Hopkins does what he does best, which is score touchdowns. And they score more than New England. Give me Arizona 27 to 20. All right. Good stuff. Great show. Thank you, everyone, to everyone who listened. We'll be back next week. Same place. Same time. Uh, and yeah, we're, I said it last week and I'll say it again this week. Never thought the season would have flown by this quickly, but it has playoffs coming up shortly. Again, thank you to our listeners. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show and we'll see you next week. You were listening to CJLO, 1690 AM in Montreal.